Hi, this is Robbie Page, and this is my podcast. I wanted to personally welcome you here today and tell you that I'm excited that you're here. I hope this message inspires you. I hope it builds a confidence in you. I hope it gives you some wisdom and really a perspective about some of your very own thinking. Enjoy the message. What's up, guys? What's up? Um, yeah, it's coming, Tasha. We're doing, you know, Randy and his brain. So he's like, well, we need to be sure that at the you know, right time in the fall, we're going to take your rover and we're going to all those things. I'm like, whatever. Just tell me when. Sweet. Well, congratulations. I, I want that backdrop. You want this backdrop? It's just, I just took a picture. So this is what I did. This is what I do. The Rocky Go Party coaching calls. So I just go to pretty office image. And then I just pick one. Where should we be today? What? Which one do you like? Okay, no, put, um, okay, wait, let's play with this. Brandon's like, can we record the podcast, please? Okay, if you guys are watching us right now, we're playing with Tasha's great new screen thing that I oh, I Yeah, I've actually had it for two years. <laughs> I used to use it for coaching. There's like direct sales foundation groups just full on in me outer, in outer space the whole time as if it's normal. Okay, all, uh, but that's weird to me because I would never be in outer space. But see the dog bed? Yeah. The blankets because my office is too echoey. Um, okay, let's look at... Um, I was going to go to a winery. I have one up. Uh, let's look at like a, a view of New York City. Like if we're looking out over New York City. That'll make me happy today. All right, cool. So you're going to tell me which one you want. Do like office view. Oh, like this one? Hey, maybe I'll work harder if I have to look at that view all day. Do you, do you is working harder a problem? Maybe I don't need to work any harder. <laughs> um, okay, which one? Maybe I'll feel like Meryl Streep and the Devil Wears Prada, that gif that I always send you. Yeah, well, this it's morning, so how about this? Okay, yeah, let's do that one. So we go here. We have all sorts of places we can go. What's really funny about this is when I do webinars for Canadian leaders, I always do this, and my Canadian conversion is much higher than my American conversion. But you can never do that in America because they'd be like, like, you know, it's just... Because <laughs> we're Americans. I tried to do something like this, like you can't handle the truth, but it didn't work. We could also just lay in some M&Ms if we need to. Okay, I really want the New York... Do the... do. This is our time... This is my in-law's timeshare, the Newport Coast Villas, and we'll be there in two and a half weeks. Okay. Very okay. excited about that. And here's New York. I, I Right now, I'm craving New York. Okay. Wait. Do the Manhattan, New York City, Empire State one. Like, let's look like we're sitting in an office. I mean, this is the view. No, right now it looks like... like which one are you talking about? I'm being high maintenance, aren't I? A little bit. Did I put deodorant on? Yes. Um, let's see. I'm still sweating from my workout. So Reagan showed up this morning, called me at seven. He's like, what are you doing? Okay, look right there where your pin is. This? Yeah, that's cute. He called, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that. Okay, well, I don't know if. The wrong size. Yeah, so let's see. Let's see. He called, me. well, look at the other ones right there. He called me and he said, what are you doing? I'm on my way. I said, Okay. He was at the gym and he wanted to come here and take a shower and see if I would make him some breakfast. So you know how your whole day shifts. How's this? Oh, see now, now, now. 
Look, Melissa. Brandon, can you give me one? We have a green screen. Do you want to do it right now? Not really, maybe. I think his response was not right now. Yeah, you need the green screen that attaches to your chair. I'll just hold up the green screen. See? <laughs> so it literally just was like lifts up. And then I just keep it over here. And so over here, oh, by the way, you'll like this. This is what I put in my office. A bike. It's not a Peloton bike. Girl, let's take it one step at a time. <laughs> hey, without the green screen, that kind of looks cool on your back. I like this for softening. So put the green screen on the chair. It's $20. Melissa's, Melissa's slightly upset with your socks and sandals. Oh, it's because of my shins. It's okay. Don't worry. Don't worry. It's just we're going to be neck up. <laughs> All right. It's, uh, I have bad shins, and so um, I have to wear these sandals around the house. So I really do recommend that you wear these sandals around the house because it's much better for your knees and legs and back. Okay. And you have your eggs over there? Yeah, well, they're done now. They're right here. You have your my eggs are here. My banana is here. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> this is what you get at 7 a.m. You just know this by now. I know it's early for you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you for being early, though. Yeah, you're welcome. I start at 7 now. I serve at the pleasure of the pages. What can I do for you today, ma'am? Thank you. Thank you, darling. Thank you. Okay, I'm really excited about today, actually. So in case you're just joining us, this is our <laughs> podcast recording. Happy Tuesday. Everyone. You know what I really want is I need, I want to chew on something. Okay. Let me I'll give you a few thoughts to chew on. No, just like God. Yeah, these days in my, you know, double diamond run, I feel like I drink more shakes than I drink, than I eat food. And I think I miss chewing. So let's chew after we record. Audio. Well, I'm, when we hit record, I'm going to spit it out. It's recording. Oh. Well, we're recording an inner circle. All right. So don't. We're recording on the podcast. I think you could chew gum on the inner circle. I thought we were recording this for the podcast. Yeah, we are. It's okay. Okay, I can't have gum. My my tech guy just said no gum. I did. You know what? I've been in that season where I'm drinking a lot of shakes right now, and then Brian's in Seattle, so I admire single women because I think if I was single, I would be eating out. Like, who makes a dinner for one? I made a salad last night with lettuce and cucumbers and. Um, uh, celery and sounds potato sounds terrible and croutons and my Olive Garden dressing. I had two bites and I was like, oh, gag. So I ate nothing. I was like, whatever. I went to bed. I don't know how single people do it. Don't tell Brandon. We had we had macaroni and cheese. Well, that's because you can eleven. <laughs> that's good. That's this is the eleven right? couple. Oh, yeah. We call them the 11s. Because they say things like, we had macaroni and cheese with tater tots last night. No. Don't body shame them. Don't body shame them. It's a sin. Chicken nuggets shaped like dinosaurs. They had chicken nuggets shaped like dinosaurs. Mommy and daddy put Tony's in their bag and cheese and they feel a little more grown up. I think if I could eat mac and cheese every day, I would. Mac and cheese is good, especially when it's Velveeta. No, no, we eat all the crap pots. She just moved the mic. Oh, that's what I thought. I'm so sorry. I just moved the mic. Okay. So, hi, Tasha. Hi. Good morning. I think that um, we need to work on your goals. I think you need to work harder so that you can have an office like mine. (laughs) I really love that. Um, so Dr. LaMonico told me one time, did I tell you this? You know, you and I have talked about burning out. Mm-hmm. So Dr. LaMonico, I would always go, when we would go to the beach, I would come home and I would be sick for like seven days, literally Tasha out sick for like seven days. 
And I finally got to where I was like, I don't want to go. What? I don't know what is going on. Like, I don't want to go to the beach because I come back worse. Right. He said, it's because you run at such a high adrenaline that when you go to the beach, what do you do? I said, I do nothing. And he's like, that's a Mack truck hitting a concrete wall. And so your adrenaline goes, you get off the plane and you do nothing at the beach. He said, so your body's going and then it crashes on the wall. You can't do that. So bottom line was, he said, um, he said, um, what's your favorite place? I said, the water, anything water. And he said, put things representing the beach or water all around you and your subconscious mind will stay in that environment. And I did, like, if you walk, you've been in my house, yeah. I've got shells, I've got turtles, I've got, you know, monstera leaves those kind of things. I had beach photos. Is that a praying mantis? Cause that's huge. That's giant, by the way, there's a praying mantis this big on my window. Oh, Texas, Texas. Um, so I did, I put everything back to the backdrop, but it changed everything for me when I started doing that. So all that to say, I think I need that view that you have that New York city office view, because right now my heart wants to go to New York city, like this month, perhaps maybe next month. So you know that you can just get one of these, like my window. So, so you that get Pasha's screen right now. She is pulling up. Wall. Yeah, so you can just get a wall decal. It's twenty bucks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and so that's the wall decal that I have here. Yes. I'm gonna knock over something. I almost just knocked over my water. Okay. So my wall decal yeah. has twenty bucks, and really, like, you could just change that every month based on the holiday, based off of what my heart needs, right? Yeah, I think so. Amazon two days, that sucker. Yep. Yep. So I, I'm not feeling like I need the beach right now because I have a lake house now. So now my little heart's crazy. We leave on Saturday for Chicago. I'm so excited. Cool. Riley's request. Oh, I'm stretching. Okay. She somehow wants to go to New York this month though. It's the 23rd. She leaves for Chicago in two days. A couple months. To do some Peloton classes. I've got to go do a field study because our drop the pin is in New York City. So I got to go make sure we have enough time between the Peloton store, the tread, the yoga and back. I got to make sure it all works. Yeah, good, good idea. Thanks. Thanks. Can I get a thumbs up from my business coach that that's smart? Oh, yeah. yeah. He said yes. I mean, no business coach says no to what you have to say. <laughs> if we're wise. Hey. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. Let's build a path. <laughs> Tasha, yesterday we talked on my podcast about leadership mm -hmm. and I talked about hiring you and I don't understand how people want a brand new business to excel in a brand new business to increase their income in a brand new business or any business for that matter, based off their very own thinking and reading a book, thinking, reading a book thinking, reading book, like it truly takes a coach versus a mentor, you know? Yeah. Well, and I just think that leadership or the next level, we'll just call it the next level because I know there's a lot of people listening that it are not exactly in our business. Um, but the next level is lonely. Yeah. Because it requires you to go to a next level <laughs> and everyone around you is at this level and you are like, okay, I'm going to go up here. And then you're up there and you're like, wow, this is lonely. I don't know where the bathroom is on this floor. I don't know how to get out. I don't know where to find the pencils or whatever. If you think about a new job, the first thing that you do in a new job is someone onboards you and connects with you. And I mean, I remember whenever we'd have a new hire in my corporate job, we would say, okay, show them where Lay Cafe is and where this is where you get the breakfast burritos. And this is where the best ta fish tacos are. Go to this fish taco place, not this fish taco place, because the parking is better, right? Like there's all right. these things about knowing the lay of the land uh, that 
are just so important whenever you're in a new place anywhere. I mean, even when we talk about New York, I haven't, I've been in New York once. Mm. And so if I went to New York, I would need someone to show me the lay of the land. Right. Same and, concept, right? Yeah, for sure. And it's just so, it's so, it's just lonely. I just think about the one week that my business partner went on vacation. I made it almost the whole week without melting down. <laughs> and I couldn't do it. I, it's Sunday. It was like, I was so close. And so because close. It, it's just, it's, it can just be lonely at that yeah. next place, I think. Yeah, no, that's good. It's easy to get discouraged. I mean, I agree. You'd have to pry my coach out of my dead cold hands. I would agree. It's, it's, I don't understand how people do that. And, you know, I, I kind of do understand because I think, I think we, we all get associations for a reason, right? And then we realize somebody you trust, like myself, for instance, so many of the people who've also hired you is because they trust me and what you've done for me. And they can catch a vision that it's done for them because most of this country says don't spend any more money on anything and ever unless your whole world falls apart. And then you need a bankruptcy attorney, a divorce attorney, a counselor, a medical doctor, you know, but I think this world's changing. So that's the good news, right? I hope so. I just think, I mean, we're basketball players, right? Yeah. So if you need a few points, what do you do? You full court press. Yep. Right. If you're down by three points, that's when you pull out the full court press. Right. It's not, you don't wait until you're 30 points down mm. um, to, to do that. And I think, you know, being raised as athletes, right, in a different space, you just look at winning a little bit differently. I mean, part of it is that we've grown up with someone coaching us. Since yeah, I was nine years old, I've always had a coach. Even my uncle, who taught me how to play basketball when I was six, was out there, move your elbow in, move your elbow in, move your elbow in, over and over and over. And just all the different coaches that we've had. But I don't, I don't think we should talk about coaching day. I think we should talk about something else. I, I, well, I do want to talk about something else, but I think this is really good what you're saying, though. Because no one ever told us you need to grow three more inches or you need to, you know, put on 150 pounds. It was move your elbow in. Right. And that was a drastic game changer. Right. Mm-hmm. And two, I think the different books are important. I think books are very important, but I also think the books don't live the life with you and see that you need to get your elbow in, you know? Oh, well, and which play is, right at that specific time. So what I deal with a lot is so much overwhelm in the entrepreneur space because, and I mean, I run into it too. So I have to be really, really disciplined with all the different possible solutions out there that have worked for other people, which are true and they're spot on, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's the right timing right now for me, mm -hmm. or it doesn't mean it's the right timing for you. You know, you and I have talked about YouTube channel. Well, right now is not, it's not a no, it's, that's not a good, it's not good timing. Right. We need to make sure. And, you know, having somebody to bounce that off of, I think is really, really important. Left to my own devices. I would have started a YouTube channel. Well, I thought I was getting my joy back when in fact, we're pioneering the CBD industry. <laughs> Tosh is like, I love you, but not today. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Not today. No, you, no, no YouTube channel today. <laughs> no. Well, I'm glad that you are on here. I'm excited. I, we actually have a purpose today, even though it hasn't sounded like it since we've gone from your beautiful new office view to New York City, <laughs> Star Wars to whatever. And now we're in New York City. That makes me happy. We're in New York City. Those of you that can't see Tasha's screen, we're actually live. Um, what? Oh yeah, we're all, we're actually live on um, Zoom because you're going to hear today from my personal business coach Tasha, who's in San Diego, which is really not in well, it's Southern California. It's it's not it's not technically Southern California. Yeah, it's kind of like saying Dallas, right? That's like saying. Uh, we would identify closer with Orange County. Okay, like Anaheim. 
Maybe that's why I liked the Royal Housewives of Orange County for a couple of years because I was going to meet you. Maybe. Perhaps. Take a tour of their houses or something when you come. Yeah. So this is Tasha. You can't see her. You can hear her. You may have seen her when I um, post about her on my Facebook or my Instagram. But today she's zooming in from what looks like <laughs> the 95th floor overlooking Central Park. <laughs> and I like coffee cup in the back. <laughs> so um, at the end of the day, though, I wanted to bring Tasha on here today to talk about um, value, really, to talk about what we do in the broad scheme of life. And it was something, Tasha, that you brought up in my last coaching session. And I stopped you and I said, A, that has to be one of your chapters in your book. But B, I need for you to share that to my podcast listeners. So everybody, I'm Robbie Page. I want to welcome you to the Robbie Page podcast, even though that was a very long intro into the podcast. It's just kind of how we roll. And um, I want to introduce you to my personal business coach, Tasha. And I hope, I know you might be listening to this podcast driving, and I know you may be sitting, but regardless, I hope that you visit this podcast with a journal because what Tasha is going to share with you about value, proving your value versus providing value was huge. So Tasha, from the 95th floor overlooking Central Park, New York City, aka Orange County, California, say hello to all my friends. Hi, friends. Um, <laughs> Okay, so I think the way you did that intro is just teeing up this conversation of proving value versus providing value. Yes. Because the way you explained that, like, hi, this is Tasha. She's Skyline New York. Okay, I'm just going to repeat this back to you. Um, amazing, blah, 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 get your journals. This is going to be the most life change, like that kind of thing. All of a sudden, something clicks in me right? And I gulp a little bit and I say, okay, I better prove to these people that I'm as good as she just said I am. And that is, that is my natural tendency. I think that's a human condition. And this whole thing came about um, kind, of, kind of an epiphany. So is it okay if I give them a little bit of background on my imposter syndrome? Absolutely. Okay. Hey, Tasha, you give them whatever you want to give them. Okay, great. Because I know you're, it's hard for you to bridle in one concept because you're genius in your brain. Yeah. Well, and, you know, like when you sit there and take notes, that feeds my ego so much. I just want to keep going. <laughs> um, when I started my coaching practice, uh, I thought, okay, I know I'm a good sales trainer. I, you know, I've been doing this for 16, 17 years at that point. And I started coaching a couple of my friends on their direct sales, their network marketing business, and they got good results. And I knew I was good because, I mean, I'd built a career out of it. But I had come from a corporate career and where it was just like kind of in, um, there's some regulations that came into play. So, you know, where I was working, there was struggle. And so it's just like, never good enough. And, and never did a leader say it was never good enough, but we were just like constantly grasping. And so I came from that and I thought, okay, I'm pretty good at this, but there's, I'm not back. I mean, I'm just like average maybe. <laughs> and uh, I started coaching and then it went crazy. And a lot of people in this particular network marketing company were operating as if I was the Jesus to their company. Hmm. And knowing that no one is Jesus, I was like, oh my gosh. But what happened to me, it clicked in pretty quickly. And I realized I actually had this pattern over my whole life of a sophomore jinx. So are you familiar with the sophomore jinx? No. Sophomore jinx happens. Um, it's, a, it's an athletic term where someone will come out and have an amazing rookie year. They will have expectations put on them, like rookie of the year. So if you actually do some research on what happens the second year after someone gets rookie of the year in professional sports, there's a decline. And so what happened with me is I was sure that I would be found out to be a fraud who was just making this stuff up. And I lived in constant paranoia. And what ended up happening is I got this rash 
from all of this overwhelm and stress. And what imposter syndrome is, is this feeling that you might be found out to be a fraud. Like this basically intense paranoia, you're going to find me out to be a fraud. And it typically stems from expert intuition, (laughs) which I didn't know until I started studying it more. And that's why I felt that I was just making stuff up and I did throwing spaghetti on the wall and it's going to work. But sometimes somewhere, somebody smart is going to figure out I duped them and they would figure out that I didn't know what I was talking about because I didn't, I didn't know where I got those concepts from. Uh, although I'd been doing this for 16 years, right? I'd already, I'd built this, this expert intuition. And so I got really, really sick. I ended up on 40 milligrams of prednisone, which is a horrible drug, adrenal failure. My cheeks were puffy. I gained 40 pounds and I was barely functioning. And at the same, and at that time, my business kept doubling every month. And so all that did is it made the paranoia worse that I was going to be found out to be a fraud. And that's when I started to just, I realized how this concept of trying to prove your value, every time I came to work, right, the more my reputation started to grow, the more I was trying to prove my value, right? Like what they say is true. Let me show you how brilliant I am. Let me show you how, what are you doing? I can't hear you. You lost audio. I took a cute picture of you. Uh, so that's kind of the, the background of imposter syndrome. And I think it's really, really damaging. I deal with it a lot in my coaching practice. Like people will get to a certain level and they'll say, I don't know how I got here. So it must have been a fluke. And we have to do a lot of patching up. So I had to go through this process. And where it hit me, this concept of proving value versus providing value is I got a referral for a client who said, I heard you create X X rank, right? Like a half a million dollar rank. And I freaked out and I found myself auditioning. Wow, that's good. Trying to prove that I was as good as they said I was. And I sucked Mm. in that call. I felt inauthentic. I felt fake. I, I knew I didn't do my best work. Now she was already, she already knew that this was going to be a good fit beforehand. So thank God I didn't have, I, I couldn't have screwed it up. Uh, but that's when I really, I was really upset for a couple of days at how much I botched that call. And the reason I was upset is I knew that it wasn't right. And I, I realized that we spend so much time trying to prove our value instead of providing value. And, you know, when it comes to business or, I mean, yeah, we'll just use business um, since that's our connection. Business and, and now much better wine. <laughs> um, that all business can be summed up in finding problems, solving problems, and then after you solve the problem, you get paid. And we don't have to prove our value. We just need to solve problems. Mm. And, you know, we chatted about, you know, this space where you mentioned you had experienced a similar thing in your career where, you know, you get all the hype, like, and then you step up on stage and you're like, all right, I better bring it and not bring it because you're trying to serve, but bring it because you don't want to lose face or ego or whatever. Sure. And I mean, that's overall the concept that we were talking about um, explained and kind of where that came from, but I see it all over the place. I was watching a client run a training and I was like, Oh man, I could just see like, she's, she's in a new space. Um, so shoot noted (laughs) trying to prove value instead of just bring it. Yeah. Just being her. Well, and providing the value, right? Like showing up, in a speech or whatnot to say, okay, how can I solve the problems through my words today? Yeah. As opposed to how do I make sure they get value? We run into this a lot in the coaching space because coaching is like such a mind bend. You're literally paying for your wisdom. You know, you're charging for your wisdom. Mm -hmm. That. Yeah. 
that's something, right? You know what though, Tasha, would you say that providing versus proving the proving comes into the need to be needed, right? If we don't understand, like when you're saying that I think to myself, like my number one um, gifting, spiritual gifting is an anointing is wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. Wisdom, AKA perspective. So instead of trying to prove that you just show up and it allowing it to be part of you. Like it's already in you, right? Trusting what you've studied, trusting what you've done to this very day. Kind of like the best me is the best me. Does that make sense? Yeah. I I was watching this video from a really um, renowned coach. And he said, your job as a coach, and I think this is going to be for all of our relationships, is just make it rain. The rain is just the rain. Whether or not fruit is pro, like comes out or right or something grows has to do with the condition of the soil. Oh wow! Yeah. So uh, what he said, this is Michael Neal. Uh, what he said is, if the soil has is fertile and it has seeds that have already been planted, when you rain, it's going to grow mm. like instantly. If the the soil is hard and dry. The rain is still necessary. You won't see the fruit pop up, but you are preparing it for the next rain. Like it will never grow unless the rain falls. Wow, that's really profound. I know. I was blown away because in the coaching space, uh, for me and my team, we're like, well, crap, okay, did they return a profit? Like all, there's all these things about proving value. Sure. Um, and this just made so much sense because our job when we're in our relationships is not to evaluate like if this, then that, I mean, I think about all the experiences that I've had that have led me to who I am today. And there's so many people that will never even know that they touched me. Mm. Yeah. And some, a lot of people, I don't even know their names. Sure but there's this turning point or this moment and it's because they showed up to provide value, mm. not to prove it. And I think that you meant what you mentioned about feeling needed is important. I would call it approval. Yeah. Uh, I had this, I, I think I told you about this conversation that I had with my business partner at the end of our planning thing. And I was like, you're fired. <laughs> um, and she said to me, you know, I was just saying like, I feel like right now I have this void where I'm just looking for affirmation all the time. And she just said in her classic pause, thoughtful, whose approval are you looking for? And I was like, well, that's a horrible question. You're fired. And then I thought about it. And I realized that that's what it was. I was searching. And so I, I sat there and I thought, I don't, I don't know. And you know, she knows me a lot. She says, I think you're searching for your own approval. Mm, Validation. Yeah. And the reason that I had this never ending void of approval is because it was a void that only not, I'm not saying like, this is not a God thing, right? Like, because if I can't approve of myself, then I can't even allow God to approve of me. So I'm, I'm just not going to, go into the spiritual ramifications of the next statement. So just everyone hang with me. Right. Um, That's not my point for this conversation, but until I approved of myself, I, there was no amount of approval out there. Right. So I can't, if I don't approve of myself, then I'm going to show up trying to prove my value to everyone else so that they can fill that void of approval as opposed to, if I approve of myself, I can just show up, look you in the eye and say, how can I help? And I'm just like super grateful that when we met, I was in the providing value space. I'm just glad I didn't know who you were. We'll just leave it at that. Because <laughs> had I had any concept on who you were, um, I probably would have tried to prove my value. Mm. As opposed well, and, you know, I, I think of these things and I think of, of course, my brain automatically goes into what's the life wisdom in that, right? You're the business coach. I'm the life coach. And so 
at the end of the day, I think to myself, is that, do you think that's where leaders or bosses, it can happen anywhere, managers, right? I just had a call with someone who was painting this portrayal of um, her previous boss and, and the things that the boss would do. I think so much of that insecurity, so much of that overdoing, overworking, being overly needy, being overly needing all the credit, um, you know, or I'm the one that said that, or it was my idea, right? Do you think that's the trying to prove the value versus, again, showing up and just providing the value? Who leaves satisfied? Probably you, because it's just, I did all that I could do. Well, both, right? Because then you're in a place of authenticity and the other person can say, wow, this person's just trying to help me. And I think that when we're trying to prove our value, we just become extra. Yeah, that's so good. And nobody likes extra, right? There's this, there's this funny t-shirt that says, it's okay, guacamole, I'm extra too. <laughs> and I can be totally extra because I fall into this trap a lot unless I really center myself. And I remember calls I've had with million dollar earners, right? And you sit here and you think, what on earth? So, you know, in the network marketing space, a lot of times I'll work with leaders and they'll say, well, they're already X rank. What on earth could I provide to them? They're good. I'm going to send them off, right? And then they become lonely because they're in that leadership relationship. They're trying to prove value. Like, look, I'm so smart, I'm so smart, but it, as soon as this person knows as much as I do, then I have nothing to offer them. Mm. And that posture just isn't right. Do you know the? You will know this. The very first thing I do with every million dollar earner I've coached, what? Turn off their notifications on their computer. Oh gosh, amen to that. You sure did. That provided value for me. <laughs> right and. Uh, The first time I did this, I was just with this like major world shaker and I started the call. It was, so I I met with this other person, got mind wrecked when I realized I was proving my value. So I showed up to my next call for this other client that I'd worked with before and was coming back around for one-on-one. And I just said, hi, how can I provide value to your family at this point, right? I'd coached her in a small group for a long time. And she said... I just need you to be here. Mm. Just be here. You're the only one that gets me. And the funny thing about that is when we met, I didn't get her at all. And we had like a big argument about how I was so rude and all this. And I just listened to her and I was like, wow, you're right. My bad. Because I was so at that point, I was at my very first speaking event for a big, big time leader. And I was trying to guess what? Mm prove my value. I felt totally out of my league. And so I just kind of climbed up a little bit. wasn't as nice as I should have been. She took it the wrong way and we had a thing. And she said, just be here. Just listen to me. Give me a space because you get me. Yeah. And I said, okay. And so we're tied. So tell me more about what's going on here. Ding, 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 ding. And I just said, can you, can you concentrate with all that dinging? Nope. And I, I said, okay, well, did you know, I don't know if you know this, that, um, that what happens in your brain when you hear a ding is the same as when you hear the roar of a lion. It gives you an adrenaline spike, which yeah. means this powerful leader who is on Zoom all day was in constant adrenaline. And then we wonder why our leaders get burnt out right? You can't sustain that amount of adrenaline. So then your stress starts to respond, right? Then like all those stress things. And so I took five minutes and I turned it off and she went, oh my gosh, that was totally worth a whole month's worth of coaching. Right. Right. And I was like, tech support, seriously. And it was because just showing up instead of saying, okay, you are this completely insane leader that I have no business standing in front of to just say, okay, tell me your problems Mm -hmm. and really being present enough to listen and say, wait, there's a problem you don't even know there's a solution to. 
And I think that when we're able to be present like that, there's a problem you don't even know there's a solution to. That's when we prove, provide value. I mean, I, even if I think of our first conversation, yep. the conversation was, how do we grow RGP? And Brian said, how do we connect in a virtual world? Right. And my solution was, oh, we have a joy problem. Right. And it's because it's of question like, that forever changed my life. Oh, that's so nice. Um, and it, it was because if, if I had come into that conversation with how do I prove myself to the pages? Right. Right. Then I would have been so like, okay, well, let me tell you about these fancy things. Mm-hmm. Um, that I know how to do. And instead I said, just tell me what's going on. Right. And then very quickly I was able to pinpoint, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Everything's off the table until we fix this. Isn't that funny? I remember in December, 2018, where I was sitting, I continued to talk about that, about to go shopping. <laughs> I didn't want to talk to you. I didn't care. I didn't want to get on a call. But, and and you know what, it's funny, Tasha, because I think I had spent the last probably three to four years proving my value because I think people walk through seasons too, right? Where maybe people try to change your value and your value is you and everything that you have. So maybe they try to exchange your value and try to get you to create somebody that you're not, and then you're in the deficit, right? And I remember you asking me, how can I help you get your joy back? And I remember clearly saying, you can't. Do you remember that? Yeah, and I said, challenge accepted. You did. You did. And so really, so my question to you is, did you just refine me or reconnect me to my value that I add to people, which has brought me my joy back. That's kind of a big question really. But now I just, because it brings me joy, because I know the value that I can add, I just provide value everywhere that I go. Does that make sense? So how, how would you feel people could make that transition? Yeah. Well, I mean, the first thing that you and I did is that we really got into the core of what your leadership superpower was to know that all you have to do is show up with your leadership superpower. That's it. Um, and if, if, yep, if you show up with your leadership superpower, then you are in good shape. It's a one sentence we crafted using strengths finder and that is how you provide value. You have nothing to prove. Okay, can I ask you a question? Sure. Could proving versus providing also be locational? It's what I always say, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. So if you're constantly living in a world of people are out and they're, you know, they're not for you or maybe they're picking at you, I can see how people feel like they need to be extra. Or Yeah. Yeah, so I think about um one of the things I was thinking about when you were just saying that before is that Sometimes I will get referrals where they're like, I heard you blah, blah. And you can just kind of see that they come in with all these walls mm-hmm. of like, what can you do for me? And I find myself trying to prove yeah. that I know how to do things. Right. And it all depends on what kind of, what evidence do I choose to believe at that time? Do I choose the evidence of I'm part of your journey to insanity in the past six months? Or do I choose this other client that's struggling that maybe had a soil that was different, right? You know, which identity do I choose? I think at that point, but I think we need to be really careful to make sure we are not surrounded with people who are asking us to prove our value. That's a million dollar statement right there. That's good. We have to cut off. And so there, there have been potential clients where because of the way like their defenses are up that I will just stop pursuing because they are trying to like, they have their own guard up and they don't trust themselves in their own way. And it's like, I mean, I can help you. I can pretty much help anyone with something. Cause I know what my superpower is. Right. 
uh, whether it's my neighbor up the road who's dealing with a death of a close friend, whether, right, like no matter what it is, I know what it is that I do that provides value. So I'm not really worried about it anymore. It's so good. Um, except on my good days, of course, right? I mean, I'm still worried about it. That's for real. I mean, I'm still not sure if my sales course is good. <laughs> oh, I think my results would say that it is. Yeah. Um, and I, so I think we need to guard. Okay, so, really- hold on. so all joking aside, yeah. there's still that humility, right? Where I think God will always keep us wondering if we're doing our very best in a very humble way, not a needy way where you're so dramatic, but a humble way of thinking, because I always want to do my best. Like my, my yesterday was great. My today can be greater, right? We we're all made to live in that cycle of getting better, right? Going into infinity and the, the thought of infinity keeps us striving. So I think what you just said is huge. Like even with myself as your client, drastically altering my life in seven short months, you still think, I don't know if my class is good. I think that's humility versus proving my value. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, anything circumstances test you, right? So if I have a low show rate for group, I'm like, oh, here I am. I don't know what I'm doing again. Right. And it's checking, it's checking ourselves, which is a totally different podcast. But I, I do think it's really important that when we re, when we have someone in our life or many people in our life who are saying, prove your value, like you don't have value, prove it in some way, shape or form, or I'm not sure you have value that we do not engage. That's so good. Um, because that could be a leader. That could be a mother. That can be a girlfriend. That can be so many things, Tasha, with the stories that I deal with, like it's proving value happens everywhere. Mm -hmm. But, and the only way to actually get the value that you're seeking is to not try to prove it is to provide it is to find out. So the, the skill piece of it is to be able to ask questions and listen in a way that allows you to uncover the problem. And once you uncover the problem, then you can provide value, right? The problem for that particular client was the dinging all over and over and adrenaline spikes, right? But I had to know, I have had to better myself continuously read to know that the dinging creates adrenaline and norepinephrine spikes right that it was having an adverse effect on her health otherwise i might have just dismissed it um can you write that down as one of your chapters please thank you okay what is what is <laughs> dinging just put ding ding <laughs> ding ding okay there's the title of your chapter um i have a i have a call in six minutes okay okay no this is good this is good so um last question for you okay what is your favorite thing to do how do you provide the the best value for people i think that it's i always ask i start every call whether it's a group coaching call, a free webinar, a one-on-one call um, with a question, what's hard for you about this specific topic? Uh, and one-on-one, it might be what's heavy. There's little variations. And I, I take really good notes. That's good. And through this process, I've been able to draw patterns. And I think probably the best way that I provide value the next piece of that is to let them know they're not the only one who feels this way. The reason I recognize your joy problem is I had seen it rampant amongst leaders that have been in the business for over five years. Um, And so I had figured out what's hard, what's hard, what's hard. Right. And listen to the point where I could say, well, you're not the only one. It's pretty normal to normalize it. And then uh, probably the next is, is building a path out. So good. I would agree. Uh, I, th- I think that a lot of people know where they want to go in theory, but there's no path built there. And so what I do is I build a path. You tell me you want to hit this crazy rank by the end of the year. Okay, well, I'm now doing math. And 
figuring out, okay, what are the pieces that have to be in play in order for that to work? Hmm. Um, and we're doing that. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, and part of it is I stu- I have to study great companies. Sure. So one of the books I'm reading for you right now is called Tribal Leadership. Okay. So we'll see. Speaking of Because you're building a tribe, I mean, your name says tribe. Yes. So um, in order for you to build a tribe of tribes, because your tribe has exceeded 150 people mm-hmm. by a long shot, right? Yeah. So we actually have to build tribes underneath. Yeah. Um, and so I'm trying to see how fast I can get through that by the call tomorrow night. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Cause we have our chat tomorrow. Cause your leaders have to build tribes. Yes. Tribe. yes. It can't be, you can't be the only tribe leader. So it's just consistently improving my knowledge and being able to use that to build paths for people. Well, I would agree. And I think you're awesome. Thanks. I think you're awesome too. Added value for me, sister. Well, let's hope so. Um, and I have to tell you the power of a subconscious mind because everything inside of me wants to ask you what's that book on the shelf and then I have to remember that you're not in New York City (laughs) it's so funny because I literally have had to hold my brain these two right there yeah like I'm jealous that you didn't invite your office for this podcast interview so well thank you Tasha how can people find you can you tell all my listeners I think the best way to find me would be to follow uh, my Facebook page, just Tasha Saran Smith. Start there. Um, And then maybe I'll put together, this goes live next Monday Mm -hmm. or was it supposed to go live yesterday? No, it'll in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. So maybe I'll put together a little like text something to so-and-so Yeah, we can edit in um, and maybe we can, I can give them some exercises or something to figure out how to provide value. Perfect. I put something together like that. And that's probably the best way. Then they'll be get emails from us and such. Okay. Okay. I'm going to close this. Hold on. Okay. Tasha, thank you for sharing with our podcast listeners. Tasha Saran Smith on Facebook. Go find her. Make sure that you check out all things on RobbiePage.com or follow me on my Facebook, Robbie page, or my Instagram. And you will always see me Tosh, Tosh, I'm going to Tosh you, tag Tasha in all things Tasha, because she's add an immense amount of value to my life. So thank you. Well, thanks everyone for listening. Go eat downtown New York City, okay? Yeah, or I'll go coach. (laughs) All right, bye. Bye, I'll talk to you later. Okay, bye-bye. Yay! Yay, I do like need to go like right now. Yep, go bye. Bye. I sure hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. If you love what you heard, here's what I want you to do next. Number one, subscribe to my show so that you're sure you never miss an episode. Number two, connect with me on Facebook and Instagram, Robbie D. Page. And then finally, head over and visit RobbiePage.com. There you're going to find videos, trainings, courses, and a lot of other incredible content waiting for you. Have an incredible week.